Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 12 of your not not your average nutrition chats. I'm here with Morgan. As always, we are a little sleepy, so sorry for the slow slow, slow start or brain malfunctions today. Um, should make this very interesting. But we have a fun topic coming up. Uh, coming up today, we talked a lot about sexuality and confidence and it was such a beautiful conversation last time we chatted and we're definitely wanting to continue that in the future in the future episode however today uh, morgan suggested that i ask her all about her off season from her prep so she's currently in prep now right right yes yes i mean yes because i can see her on camera and it's showing like baby it's showing uh so but she was we were just talking about how you know last year when we were doing her episode i think that was episode three of of your first show and i was like what's next for you and i was like well i have you know we're gonna switch from from you're switching from what to what because i don't remember <laughs> um i started with bikini and then i transitioned to figure i know it's funny like if you're not in the sport it's like you kind of have the general concept of like okay this is what's going on but like you're like why like i remember being that right 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 so i was like wait, wait i know you switched and i know it took a lot of because i asked i was like so i'm switching and it's going to be like a year of you know off season which is really like it's kind of like for me that's where the prep happens because like a lot of building comes in that off season season and and here we are we're almost a year later and which is crazy um and really exciting so we figured that we're gonna ask all morgan all about her off season and all the like the journey of of going from bikini to figure i have it right i think um and <laughs> what that entailed because i I think that entailed a lot of, a lot of different, um, expanding your comfort zone, and I think it's going to be really valuable to our listeners because it does come with a lot of, you know, body changes with weight gain, and we're gonna talk about that. Where with um, like accepting those changes and how much work you had to put in, because that also requires you know a lot of food and not necessarily maybe changing your training because uh um we can talk about that too and i think there is going to be a lot of valuable nuggets in this conversation when it comes to just i think the body image and and and, and noticing what happens to your body and what was necessary for your body to do and what came with that right knowing that you are in a very solid place but also i'm really curious to like kind of hear the ins and outs of that so um yeah that's what we're gonna talk about how exciting is that i didn't get that oh Did you try again? and that was my siri that's really excited about it too apparently <laughs> all, all the fun situations here yeah that's exactly why i suggested this topic because i think it brings up a lot of really special little nuggets that we can kind of break apart um like when it comes to waking or even like how I get treated a little bit differently in the off season versus in prep and all the things that come with that. So I think it's important first to kind of like define what an off season is versus mm -hmm. prep. If you're not familiar, like if you're listening in and you have no idea, like beyond bodybuilding, like just seeing athletes with the weird orange tan, like prance around the stage and the dazzled bikinis um so the off season is when you are not in contest prep when you're not actively preparing for a show and generally speaking that is when like the bodybuilding happens right where you are in the gym you're fueling your body for hypertrophy for building muscle uh you're really prioritizing recovery so that that hypertrophy happens and you're gaining weight, right? Because in order to gain muscle in the, in the long run, you have to gain weight. And then prep is when you start preparing. That's, that's why it's called that, prep. Um, preparing for your show or your season. Um, because generally speaking, 
if you are not just doing a show for the experience, like sometimes people will um, sign up just to do it, to say it's kind of like a bucket list um, item for them. If that's not the case and they're competing, they are committed to the sport, they will do one, two, even like multiple shows in a season and then rinse and repeat. You'll go back into the off season um, or however long. It just depends on the division and your goals and your experience level, your physique. So that's kind of like what an off season is versus contest prep. Just, just interesting because when when I think about it, especially for you, like that off season was really like the background of prep, right? Because you had to prep your body hard, going from one thing to another, um, and that involved a lot of just maybe a slightly different approach, and that that's why it took a long time for you to to build that out, right? Instead of you know be continuing being in bikini and getting maybe smaller or more defined or whatever that was for that particular um category now it required a lot of building to to hit that um figure um criteria yeah so for bikini um the there's i compete in the mpc which is like the federation there's many different federations but the mpc ifbb is the um most common slash popular um, federation out there and uh, each division in the MPC has like judging criteria mm -hmm. so bikini is like the entry level on the women's side and it is just a general overall balanced physique um, you can look it up on the MPC yeah. website interested but it's it's interesting in the fact that um it is the least lean of the women's mm. division quite lean but um it is the least lean they're looking for just a general overall like healthy full balanced physique like right off the beach sort of uh mentality whatever that's how people describe <laughs> the bikini division and so so much um, to unpack well, there with the stereotypical beach body, you know, but we're not going to touch it today. <laughs> aware of how, um, how limited that description is. Um, but that is, that's what they're looking for. It's uh, developed delts. It is um, a small waist. It's developed glutes. Um, so just to give you an idea. And then figure um, has a significant amount more of muscle mass they're looking for an x frame um they are looking for more leanness than bikini and so it took it takes time to get there um it's not you know i took a from my show was in july so i took from august to uh recently like end of March mm -hmm. uh, off, I was completely focused on on building, on eating in a caloric surplus, on gaining weight, gaining muscle, and like it's going to take me years mm -hmm. to fill up the division requirements for figure if I ever do. Like it's that's kind of like the jump that I took. Um, so bikini is more entry level, and then figure, yeah, like you could take years and years. Um. And that's not even touching like the performance enhancing drugs aspect of thing and what that entails and the difference between the two, two divisions. We'll just keep it very, very. Like, yeah, so we'll keep it brief today. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's just something to keep in mind because I think like, right, I am a lifestyle coach um, and when I take people through like a... Um, a building phase right where they eat a caloric surplus and they're focused on building muscle um for many women that's really scary to intentionally eat and so the initial reaction is like i'll just do it for like a month <laughs> yeah you know they just want to like dip their toes 
to it. And building muscle takes a significant period of time. So if you want to put lean mass on your body, like for majority of the people out there, like you're going to want to eat to fuel that hypertrophy um, and do it for a long, a long time. Mm -hmm. I did it from July to end of March, but I, you know, will be doing it that for years to come in order to not even in like the higher, more muscular divisions. It's not uncommon for people to take two years between shows mm -hmm. to because that is, you know, it Just takes time. It like it's not like weight loss in 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 perspective, right? Weight loss is a lot faster. Like it's so easy to to lose mass, right? Not just, you know, there there's a conversation between losing body fat and losing muscle, losing both and whatever, but it's in perspective it's so 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 much easier to lose than it is to healthily build your body out, especially when it comes to some special like you know requirements and 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 points that you're looking for like specific muscles and um really targeting specific areas right we're not targeting abs people that's not what we're doing here um because th there's no no way to do that but yeah so it takes it takes significantly longer and and that is that is not the comfort zone for a lot of people that is oh. the scary zone yeah very scary. And I would say the overwhelming majority of women that I've worked with that, that I've talked about mm -hmm. when I talk to concerning weight gain, uh, they're just, it's like a cat in a bath. <laughs> like it's like, oh, yes. hold up, any other options can I do? And so I see a lot of women that try it. They're like, well, I'll just eat in maintenance. I see this like recomposition and yeah, like a hundred percent, but there's a time and place to gain weight and like if that's what I'm asking you of a as a coach that's that's mm -hmm. what's required to get you to your goal um which I think is really important to remember um I have to remember that too even when I'm sitting in the client seat myself it's like well if I have hired this resident expert to take me from point A to point B and they're suggesting this as the next step then that's likely the next step right like mm -hmm. I am um, feeling that internal pushback then maybe there's something that I need to you know lean into more or explore so now that you mentioned that did you have an internal like I'm curious did, did you have a moment of an internal pushback or like what what brought that up for you I uh, I think that because of my experience I knew what I was getting into generally speaking, I knew that I was going to be getting weight. I knew that I was going to reach a level of discomfort. Mm -hmm. I was a bit, like if we're being completely honest, a little bit hesitant in that I have always been the one that has taken myself through any sort of a building phase. So I was always the one in control, mm -hmm. but not this coach that was in control. He was in the driver's seat and he's the one that's, you know, I the high carb days are adding, you know, the, the carbs as I am uncomfortable. And so that hesitancy was like, you know, there's always been a certain level of comfort in that I was, I was the one adding the food and I could always pull back if I wanted to. And I could always, you know, hold right just not not do that next step right it's like okay we're just gonna hang out here for a second right and get comfortable before i do something extra and i didn't have that this time so that was mostly what i was hesitant about mm -hmm. and looking like having gone through it now it wasn't anything to worry about um i did push it past what i have previously pushed Mm -hmm. So I have gained more weight than I have in the past. I did maintain that weight gain for much longer than I have in the past. And I did reach a level of discomfort where it's not that I, I didn't lo like love my body. I, I love my body um, and I love my body even in peak off season. I would just say I was a little... I was a little bit more uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. 
because it's hard to explain, but like when you're intentionally, when you're working very hard and you're eating beyond your natural like hunger signals and you're walking around at a weight that you wouldn't be your natural set level. Yeah. Right. It was like, I felt like I was almost wearing like, um, a different body (laughs) for a few months. And so there was that sort of like level of, um, this isn't, you know, how I usually feel and that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say I was like really unhappy with it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I think like when people hear, uh, bodybuilders, especially, or even like, you could just throw like fit, fit, fit fluencers (laughs) into the bucket, um, when people talk about building, they're like, oh, they're building muscle and it's all lean mass. And it's no. just like. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Where you can't just build like one. Like if, if, if we could just build one or lose one, like our lives would be so, so, so much easier. And it wouldn't be, we wouldn't have this entire, you know, conversation. Right. But. <laughs> I, as you gain fat with it, that's yeah. enough. Yeah. You know course that happens and so as I was gaining weight I was gaining fat not just muscle I want to (laughs) really emphasize that um and so you know I hold a lot more fat in my lower body a lot of Mm -hmm. women do yes wise and so as I pushed the weight gain I my legs just like didn't look like they normally do and so that was hard for my brain to kind of catch up to it um I had a lot more cellulite I my pants like straight up did not fit like there were ones that like you know sometimes I in the past when I was doing my own nutrition I could fit into basically everything it would just change how it would fit you know maybe some pants would be like a little bit more snug or whatever this was like straight up couldn't even get them past my knee yeah (laughs) that was like different Mm -hmm. a different experience as well and videos I think I think because I am a coach I am posting a lot of media on social media that was probably the hardest part was like, okay, my body's changing a significant amount. I feel fine. I'm a little uncomfortable, but like having to post things and have people, uh, it's not even that they were saying like unkind things, but it was like a roundabout way of being like, I don't want to do what you're doing right now. That was difficult. Um, probably the hardest part of Mm -hmm. the for me looking back where I really I really try to teach people that it's important to respect and love your body and others right Mm -hmm. like your our bodies change over time they're going to even if we do everything perfectly right like you're gonna age So it's going to change. How you look is going to change. And so it's important to have like this baseline level of um, respect and love for your physical self. And then to see how people treat you differently as your body changes. That was something that was, I mean, I had experienced that way in my past when I lost a significant amount of weight. Mm -hmm that but this was like in a different way in the opposite sense so it was um disheartening a little bit just if I'm being honest mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's I love that we're having this conversation and I knew that's going to be a powerful conversation because one there's two sides of this right there's that because that two sides to why I love this is one we we all know that and we've talked about it before how both you and I have a solid foundation of that worth the body acceptance and respect and there's there's not really a lot that will shake it like there's the the negativity when it comes to body thoughts and and the worth that's attached to body and you know all of those things that 
you that's what I always respected about you going into all of these you know and over the competition because it's your body's not you your competition is not you you are you and then you're doing something that will change your body one way or another and you're okay with that right um yeah and we're not immune to the uncomfort like discomfort that's coming with it right Right. the fact that you 100% accept and love your body love yourself and know your worth and know it has nothing to do with it there come points you know in in time and in your life where it does get that discomfort comes back right it's not that there isn't there there, it isn't 100% of days where it's like all fabulous and fantastic that that you know a little bit of doubt and a little bit of different light and a little bit of questioning and it's like oh my like what the hell is happening like this is doesn't feel like my that i love that this doesn't feel like my body right because you were in a in a state where naturally intuitively your body probably wouldn't land right maybe one day one one time one day whatever but it just didn't feel natural for you so it was like interesting because i can't do anything about it because i'm trusting my coach and and that's another thing like i'm trusting the process like i'm trusting my coach and it wasn't that you know there was that discomfort with your body but it didn't shake who you knew you were right right it was your outside shell changing and it in a way that maybe haven't experienced yet especially when it comes to all of the other factors like oh my pants nothing and that's annoying we all know that that's annoying right like i'm at a point where i need to go thrift thrift shopping this saturday because i have nothing to wear this summer like literally if it's not athletic clothes then i have nothing um and it it, it does suck sometimes right it's like and, and a little bit of that and I wonder if you had, like, when you say this discomfort, did you have that little voice, that kind of that old voice that, like, woke up a little bit and said, like, what are you doing? Like, this not in an overpowering way, but that little old friend that just kind of woke up and said, hi. I, like, looking back, I can honestly say I didn't. I love like, that. I, I think that was, like, and I, I think I honestly haven't, thought of it that way but now that you asked me I didn't I wasn't like what are you doing this is too much Mm -hmm. like I don't want to do this anymore like I wasn't I was fully committed like 100 percent I was in this place where I was like look like I have a huge amount of respect for my body Mm -hmm. a huge love for it and I'm uncomfortable right now Mm but it's not forever and it's okay to be uncomfortable and being uncomfortable is a part part of it right Mm -hmm. so I yeah I don't I didn't have any moments where I was like this is not right for me or maybe I should have just stayed in bikini or like maybe we could just slow down the weight gain and stuff like that like I just yeah so I think that I mean that's a good example of like the power of having that strong foundation and and being able to navigate goals like this as the old me would have absolutely questioned it yes yeah yeah and what it sounds like another part of this that i love is what it sounds like yes it it's a beautiful example of having a strong foundation and you're just playing around it's like you know a little model right um you're playing around with all the, adding a little mass and subtracting the little mass and it's basically like your body's your toy a little right now right and uh another part of this is i love is that that discomfort was there and you didn't run away from it you leaned into this heart knowing what your goal was and knowing that this is the way i'm trusting my coach but there was this 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 trust even in the discomfort like there wasn't this resistance to it there wasn't there because a lot of the times what i see in a lot of my clients and i'm sure you do in yours is the it's that resistance to that discomfort whatever that discomfort is but a lot like for me it's a lot of you know body image thoughts right and and just that those doubts and 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 the little voices and whatever there's so much resistance because we're, we're wired to run away from that. We're ri- wired to to run, to numb, to to quiet this, to change the course right away because it's bells and whistles and red flags and, you know, all of the alarms are going off. And instead, you're an example of one, having that foundation and two, 
discomfort is there. Okay. How can I support myself through this? Yeah. I, so this is such a weird, I don't, it's not even weird. It's just like an analogy that I, or a experience that I think about often when it comes to coming across discomfort and like you said that resistance or I said like the cat in the bath like it's yeah. like no, 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 no. you're just fighting against it there I mean I have three kids I've been through labor and delivery three times and I think it's such a beautiful metaphor for leaning into discomfort for the sake of growth mm -hmm. because that's what has to happen in labor yeah. and right so you have these like contractions that just like come in waves and they're relentless and you it's if you've ever been in labor you know like you anticipate the pain that's coming because it comes like clockwork and there's definitely this natural instinct where you just want to fight it like you're like no, 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 no like just crawling out of the yeah. bed out of the and I had read this quote and I I wish I remember and I don't even remember the actual like quote verbatim but it was like you have to lean and relax into the discomfort in order for your body to work for itself mm -hmm. it was like oh and that it made, you know, not everyone's experience is going to be like this. It's way more complicated than just Yeah, so we're just, we're, we're making it really, like, this is just for the purpose of relaying the, the story. Yeah. But it made my um, experiences go, like, it was just this light bulb that went off. And I was like, okay, contraction, I like just leaned into it. And I remember my doula being like, just like, let your body relax into it. Like, um like natural like moaning that happens or like rocking or anything like that and it, it's just this really powerful intuition that takes over and so that's what I think about when I am in any sort of uncomfortable mm -hmm. right whether it's like interpersonal or bodybuilding like the off season or even the discomfort that comes in prep it's like how can I like really like relax into this so that it works and takes me where I want to go. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that because when you relax into it and never went through labor, I read a lot about labor together in like a few days. So I was like, just imagining all the things that I just read into what you were just relaying, which I love because I read all about the natural body intake. We're not going to talk about this <laughs> here, but I love that because it allows your body to function in a way that that's like your body knows. Right. There is this mm -hmm. inherent and internal knowing of movement, of sounds, of your muscles doing the work and wanting to do open, close, whatever. And in that, like if there is resistance, like you are contracting every single part of your body and it's not, you're not letting it do its job. And the same thing happens when you're going through a growth period, either, you know, with your with a coach specifically. Right. The more there is going to be resistance because you are going from methods that you were on a default to methods that are going to stretch you that eventually are going to become your very relaxed default but right now are new to you or your your body's starting to remember your mind is starting to remember these methods yourself and um, intuitiveness intuitiveness is a freaking scary thing for a lot of people because it's 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 a level of trust to yourself that you have not had for a long long time since you were like three right or or, or younger um and i i love this this relaxation into like whenever there's a stressful situation uncomfortable situation the more you resist what's happening right the the, the less action you can take because all you're thinking is like how can i stop this what can i do how can i fix this and you're spinning in circles and the situation gets worse and worse and worse in your head because your body's contracted your mind is spinning and you're not out there's no room to see what's actually happening right when you're resisting what is happening in this in, in the reality and you're also like at the same time making up some stories right that are kind of working with that's like oh my god i'm gaining weight then you know judy's gonna judge me my pins are not 
pants are not going to fit. I'm not going to have a good summer. Everybody's going to hate me. Everybody, you know, all of these stories are spinning, spinning, spinning. And as soon as just like in labor, not from experience, but you relax and, and just take a breath of that situation, right? With that discomfort and, and look at it, like that allows you that, that space to look at what's actually happening and for your body and your mind to recognize what's the most intelligent step right like it allows you to 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 listen to your intuition and say do i need to be freaking out right now yeah right my mind say yes but my intuition says no bitch like you can relax in this moment like it's okay yeah i think like it goes back to like the all of the like self-regulation work mm -hmm. that we about it's like breath work i always thought that was so stupid like i was like i am not <laughs> like the most basic thing right it's like no yeah. way that's gonna work <laughs> yeah that's not gonna work and like going to like the child um like the birthing classes and stuff i was like absolutely not and then i did it in labor and i was like oh so like really being able, like being in control of you and being able like I just love the word relax into the discomfort allows you to channel all of that energy you would have otherwise channeled into fighting it into making yeah. it work for you yeah. so I that's something yeah like, that I go back to all the time I see it a lot in clients um yeah. when it comes to fat loss phases or building phases or anything else right where it's like I feel really uncomfortable in my body and I'm going on a vacation and this is going to be and they list off all of the things that they're anticipating right that narrative that you referred to I'm going to feel so uncomfortable everyone I'm going to ruin all the pictures I'm not going to find any clothes that fit me this is such a waste of time I just shouldn't go on the vacation yeah. at all like, and it's like whoa like or <laughs> yes knowledge the discomfort like I'm not comfortable in my body right now what would make me more comfortable in it yeah you know what I mean like and just kind of work from there and that's how I felt in the off like peak off season when um I was taking videos for social media and I was like wow my body looks so different right now and like I just feel uncomfortable. I, I, the way that I'm, I was moving or, um, yeah, like I don't just feel in your body. Like when you're like sitting or like just regular movement, your, your body moves different, mm -hmm. different, you know? And so it just, I, it was on my mind. Like there were triggers, I guess, um, throughout the day that made me think about it often. And it was like, okay, like how can I just build comfort in this discomfort mm -hmm. like make myself more comfortable in this phase right now and that's what I did and so it really helped me channel all of my energy into the actual protocols and you know mm -hmm. and doing what I needed to do in the off season and not like I'm able to enjoy it mm -hmm. <laughs> really enjoy the process instead of just be panicking the whole time versus again like in the lifestyle side of things I see women can like commit to certain goals and then they're just it's like putting on the brakes the whole time and I'm like oh like it's like not even worth it almost to like commit yeah. to these you're not going to lean into the discomfort that comes with them yes and I I can I can almost guarantee that that you know for a professional um, I can't guarantee because nothing's guaranteed, but like when I'm listening to it, like the, I almost want to say that when you are competing and you know you're competing and you have a goal just like you, right? The, it's almost easier to be in that goal and deal with the discomfort than it is to be on the lifestyle side and go through the a basic shift of who you are. Because at least in the competition side, like, okay, I'm solid for most of the people out hope right not all of them go with the the right mindset mm. uh, so i'm just gonna be optimist and say most of, at least some of the people go and they're solid and they're like okay i'm doing this for me i'm whatever and then on the lifestyle side we're like all of this discomfort it's 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 for it's so new for a lot of people right because when you go to competing you are 
almost comfortable with some sort of discomfort. Like you've gone, your journey has been long. You've done a lot of shit like up until this point, hopefully not a lot, not everybody, but hopefully. Right. So you're, you're almost like a custom. It's like, I'm going to get this. Like, I know what's coming. Right. When you're doing it the right way, quote unquote. Um, right. And then on the lifestyle side, it's such a, it, that's honestly the biggest thing that you learn on that lifestyle side is how to be not resistant to the new things. Yeah. To, to, to the negative, to, to the, to your emotions, to your negative body thoughts, to your body, to your, like with yourself even, right? How to stop resisting everything that's around you. Right. And that's such a journey. Yeah. I don't. <sighs> I mean, it's a good point. I think to on the lifestyle side versus the competition side, it scaled, right? Yeah. So the, um, the it's a spectrum of okay. you might say. Yeah, it's a spectrum. <laughs> if you are building on the lifestyle side of things, it's going to be likely, I don't even want to say at a slower rate, but it's just not going to be as extreme as mm. the competition side of things when it comes to even like training protocols or nutrition protocols, whatever. Um, so it, it, it's not like an equal stamp from side to side, but it is a great point in that when you have a very specific goal, it's like when people see me, they're like, oh, when you're in prep, like how, how do you go about like explaining to people that you can't go to certain like events or mm, you can't, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have to explain anything. People know what I do for a living and they know that I compete and it's like a non-issue. Um, but really, I don't run into any yeah. back there. But on the lifestyle side of things, it's much different, right? You're just challenged in a way because it's not as clear from the external eye. And it's also not as clear in the internal high, right? Where you're like, oh, it's for, I just have to make it to the show or I just like, it's going yeah. to be worth it. It is, you're choosing this and it's a much more flexible goal. And when there's more flexibility, it can be difficult to commit to the habits that are required yeah. to this like long and like goal, you know? Yeah. So building more like clarity like you said when it comes to the internal work when it comes to leaning into that discomfort when it comes to being like okay like there's going to be points in this journey where I inherently do not feel comfortable and I need to be able to push through them in order to achieve what I want to achieve I just told a client this was like a week ago um, lots of pushback, like just mm -hmm. messages and messages of lots of pushback when it came to um, being in a weight that they felt uncomfortable at. And their goal was very similar to competing. They're just not competing, right? Sure. So I'm taking yeah. to the, the threshold of lifestyle protocols and just sending me so much pushback. And I said, maybe maybe these goals aren't for you then. And I sent a message and I was like, oh, maybe that was like a little bit too, too much of a bad cop. Like usually I'm not a bad cop, but I think it's important to go there sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's important, like you're, you're choosing these goals and there's certain things in life where when you choose them, there's going to be, not that it's a, it's a consequence. I feel like consequence has a negative connotation, but there's things that happen in this goal. And when you sign on for this, these are the things that you sign on for. And now they're happening. And now it's up to you to decide whether or not you want to lean into them or if you want to pull out of the goal. Mm -hmm. But what we're not going to do is just just be in the circle and like yeah I, I wanted but i don't want to do the work right um i i love that because i and i when you said everybody should get to a point and there is like again a spectrum if i might if you will yeah right <laughs> there is like th this I, pe encourage everybody has like 
going through a goal of that makes you feel scared and know you know that that that's going there's going to be a lot of discomfort for some people it's going to be maybe mimicking a prep right and going into that um kind of like pushing on that limit of of um of lifestyle and like trialing it out and pushing yourself and in the build phase and then in the in the loss phase right and then for others it's going to be entirely not physique related right and it's going to be okay i'm going to hire a coach because i know i want some i want to I want to I want to get to that baseline. I want to get to that level, right? And they both come with their challenge. They're both they're both scary. Cuz you know yeah. you're going to do things, you know you're going to butt into things, you know you're going to have to lean into things that you did not want to even touch with a six-foot pole. Right? And that's such a beautiful place to be. And I have a client that's hard like we need, like going through a hard 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 body image uh, body image period right now. Summer is around the corner. There's a lot of stress in her life. We're, we've been, she's been working with me almost two years and we've been not cruising, but we've been doing a lot of just like on the background work. And now I've really pushed her. So all of the, the stories that were kind of quiet when we were dealing with all the other things are hard coming back hard now. And she, and there is, there had, there was a moment of that resistance where it was like, I don't want this to happen. And I'm like, this is a place for you to be because this is where you realize this is that gets you to the other side. Right? You either back right. up and resist and and end up in the same space that you were, or you te- you take this and you're like, I'm gonna push through this. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into it and see how that's good for me right now. Yeah. It's Right. It's uncomfortable on either side. It's you're choosing your discomfort, mm-hmm. which I initially hated that phrase, discomfort, because it's so like, I don't know, people use it in a very bratty way. Like they do. Yeah. It all like blah, blah, blah. But like, really, it is. It's uncomfortable to stay there and resist it and ha- be in this place where you are inherently unhappy. And it's also uncomfortable to push yourself out of your typical you know, habits and routines and patterns and to lean into things that are uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a choice for sure. Um and I yeah, like the I always say like competing is just the down the scale, right? It's like this um I don't even know of like a great comparison, but it's just more of lifestyle like it yeah. is just in in so many ways and, and you know people see competitors and they look up to them and they're like oh like I wish I had like the discipline or the determination or um whatever the willpower whatever they assume looking in to achieve these goals and it's like you competition isn't required to do that you know, like I just, I, I like competing for many, many reasons, but I think the physiques really steal the show when people are looking mm-hmm. at competitive. Oh, I wish I could achieve that. And that would make me happy. And it's like on the bodybuilding side of things in competition, we look like that for a very short period of time throughout the year. And then it doesn't we- really make you happy to be in that spot, does it? <laughs> No, it's miserable. I always say I'm like it's really cool. It's really yeah. cool. Push your body to limits like that, and to see your body like yeah. that, it's, it's cool. Because people are like it, but like really, like isn't it nice? To, I'm like, yeah, it's it's cool. It's not nice. <laughs> like it yeah. doesn't feel good. Um, it's a lot harder to regulate yourself because you're not giving your body what it needs to feel good, and so you feel crummy often. Mm-hmm. And you're really, really tired and you have to keep up these protocols that are just exhausting. You have to lean into things that don't, yeah, they don't feel good. It's not like, oh, I'm going to exercise today and I'm going to walk away and feel like great. Like, especially towards the end of prep, I will spend two, three hours in the gym and it's like, I have to talk myself through every single set because 
I am just so tired. Yeah. So tired. So it's like a way to live. <laughs> like yeah. that's not, you know, how you want to spend your time. And that's what is behind that look when you're like four weeks out, two weeks out stage day. Like that's what it looks like on a daily basis. That's what it feels like. So that's like really important to keep in mind too. I think mm-hmm. people don't. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite part of off season? Um, probably the bagels. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> like when you're eating more food, you have more flexibility for things. Yeah. Right? I was eating like, you know, Doritos and candy and like all that stuff. I was still eating balanced, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like I have, have chocolate every single day. Um, and, you know, I had a little bit more flexibility when it came to like eating out in town and stuff, but, um, I could eat foods that were more nutrient dense, especially in carbs that I like, like sushi and bagels. So I had a bagel like every day in prep or in the off season, and that was enjoyable. I also like my prep for bikini was my first experience with bodybuilding. And so it was all new. And I, it was really about adherence for me. Like mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I was in the process of moving to Japan. We have a family of five. It was really stressful. Mm-hmm. And so, like, my focus was on adherence. I'm going to do everything that my coach told me to do. Like, and the off season, I really focused on sure adherence, but it was less of a focal point. Like it just was happening naturally. I really leaned into like learning more about bodybuilding and the protocols in the gym and even like how my body reacts to certain things Mm. Uh, stress management was a big one like there were times in the off season where I was pushing myself so hard in the gym that I would come home and I would just be toast like absolutely fit at like 4 or 5 p.m like couldn't take myself off the living room floor and so having to work through that and be like okay this isn't a great sign Mm -hmm. right now like what can we do to manage these symptoms and to get better recovery and um so it was definitely more of like this is I really enjoy this let's learn more about it let's experiment let's lean into this more and like I would say my even though it was more difficult in the off season again people treat you differently yeah um it was harder to navigate because my body looks so different and it changes very fast and you're eating a lot more than you would naturally eat and you have to stay as adherent as you were in prep so like for a longer period of time I don't think people like recognize that people are like oh like prep is so much more difficult because you're eating less and like all these things like a real an off season the mall is way more difficult than prep like a hundred percent yeah because it's it's a lot longer than and there's a lot more i mean that adherence doesn't stop right on the lifestyle side you go into like a fat loss phase or a building phase and then you kind of come back to normal and that and like i mean there is adherence but there isn't like you can choose right you can i can be like literally off season and just kind of do away with it there's people that do that right and then but like you had certain goals that had to like that that never stopped that work never stop um and and i love that there was like a lot of learning right and seeing who i am and how to deal with things and and all that stuff and um what was your favorite insight that you kind of landed on from it That's a hard question. I think that I was able to get more out of doing less in the gym. Mm. And doing less, I mean, like, from an outsider's perspective, like in bikini, I was training six days a week and figure I trained five. Um, I needed to really grow my quads for figure. 
And I went from doing three lower body days to two lower body days. Mm, love that. But yeah, I started off doing a lot more sets in the beginning. And then as my recovery kind of struggled, went, I, we decreased the number of sets that I was doing. And I got more out of it. Like I quite, like I've, my performance was better. My recovery was better. And so that was definitely eye-opening for me. I knew that as a coach that you could lead people to their goals at various, you know, training frequencies and volume and whatnot. Some people can train four times a week and see, you know, better whatever but this was the first time that I had decreased my training frequency and you know it was just a good learning lesson for me where it's like yeah you have to be open to different things and sometimes like taking a step back is actually what's going to lead you to your goal I have so many like female clients that are like but I can train six times a week but I just really enjoy you know I really enjoy this I just I need to do all this unnecessary cardio. <laughs> I'm like, no, you don't. Like, why do you feel like you need to do that cardio? Do you really enjoy it? Or do you just enjoy what you think you're getting out of it? Like, so unpacking. Or are you scared? What's going to happen when you don't do it? <laughs> exactly. And it's, yeah. yeah, it's the narratives. I had someone tell me the other day, they were like, well, this is the only program that changed my body and I was like so this is the only person on planet earth who can who you react to does that seem like a reasonable (laughs) statement like no so we just yeah I think cognitive distortions are fascinating we, we, all we love stories like holy like yeah. listening once you start getting aware of the stories that you're buying in and living out of it's fascinating because you're like what am, where did i get that from <laughs> right and where did i buy into that like why did i think that's 100 percent true <laughs> yeah but you can like people live in them I, yes they do that's 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 what that's my 90 percent of my work is unraveling your stories <laughs> I think it's so so one of the things that I've really recognized like the more because this is a year into bodybuilding for me and people have so many like um assumptions about it mm-hmm. and love the result right especially yeah. in prep like people will be like I I get so many training inquiries when I am in prep like I want to work with you I want to do this and there's a, I would say there's even more resistance on the training side than nutrition, which I find fascinating. And that people, especially women are like, no, but I want to get strong. And I'm like, am I weak? Like, what are you, I don't understand what you're, what you're saying. Explain it to me because yeah, people think like, okay, bodybuilding, it's like all bicep curls and keep it's like this confusion with like bodybuilding and powerlifting sort of kind of fused together and yeah. in order for your body to look a certain way you have to be like crazy strong and lift powerlifting wise or whatever like huge move huge amounts of weight because that's going to change your body right yeah i think that that's like the number one misconception that people think the more weight that you move the larger your muscles will get mm-hmm. and it not exactly how so I think people get really um mixed up in that so people will come to me and be like I am fully committed but I need my training to look this way and it's like I'm like white knuckle what they're already doing and I'm like okay but like you're saying you're fully committed and then the next word is but (laughs) and you're still holding on to everything that you're Q and Morgan's post from the other day. <laughs> I know. So often, like so multiple times a day. And it's just a really um interesting pattern that I haven't come across. It's I'm coming across it more and more now that I am like uh you know mostly focusing on um bodybuilding. Yeah. I love that. 
Yeah, I love that. And like that's that's a good point out for like the last message here that I love hearing about this is the inherent trust in your coach. Because mm -hmm. it's so and like that popped into me when it was talking about when we were talking about the labor and the body and whatever and where a lot of people uh, hate losing control, right? Hate not being in control when you know that discomfort happens or when they think that they're they need to control every single thing. And I kind of going back to that labor is like a lot of the things that I learned that I read was like, I hate the feeling of not being in control of my body. And yet at the same time, the more you let your body like you, you, but you are your mind isn't, but you are in control of what your body's doing because you're trusting it to do what it's supposed to do, right? Just like you kind of lean into like the inherent trust in your coach, the inherent trust in yourself when you're going through this process, like relax into it. Yes, there's discomfort and I'm trusting myself and my coach and my body to do, to take the necessary steps. Yeah, I think, yeah. With online coaching, people sign up and they want like, they just want answers. It's like, that's the sort of like, I, it's like a treasure chest. And if I just find the person with the right answer, they're going to tell me exactly the right answer that I want to hear. Right. Uh, right. Uh, right. <laughs> and it's like, how it works. Like you have to commit to a coach and build a relationship with them. Right. When I first started last year, I didn't know my coach. Like, I didn't know him. He didn't really know me. And so over the last year, we've built this relationship, this understanding of one another. He knows what I'm capable of. He knows how he can push me, right? Because of these past experiences that we had. In prep for bikini, he, I mean, I remember my consultation with him and I told him I'm moving to Japan. Like, this is what's happening. And that would be four weeks out from the show that person. And he was like, Let's do it. If I had a client tell me, oh, I want to start a fat loss phase. It's going to be my first fat loss phase ever. And I'm moving across the world. I'd be like, no, hell we no, we're not doing that right now. <laughs> we will wait. We will treat this yeah. as a practice phase. But he was like, let's do it. And so guiding me through that prep and seeing what I was capable of when it comes to like navigating extreme life stressors and being able to push myself or even with protocols like I was constantly telling him you could push me a little harder if you need to towards the end mm -hmm. so that he knew like he didn't have to keep his foot you know like a little bit off um because I would crash and burn like he knew where I was at so that he could push me just to where he needed me to be and so again like that only happens over time and so the clients that I'm sure you've experienced this as well my clients that I work with for six plus months mm -hmm. over a year we're doing things I'm working at a higher level and able to achieve so much more because mm -hmm. I'm familiar with them because mm -hmm. I know their friends I know that the um development that has taken place and I can push them in in the right ways mm -hmm. versus signing up for like a macro coach and being like okay I'm gonna work with you for six weeks and then I'm gonna take time like you're not really gonna accomplish much yeah yeah exactly that's why I mean all of my clients have been with me six plus months with two of them being plus almost two years so it's there is there's that level there is a level of trust and there is the level of like that that's when you know that tough love almost lands differently right it's like i know you i know like and i can tell them straight face like i'm gonna push you that's what we're going to do it's gonna get uncomfortable as heck and like that's what you need right now like we're in the season where, where you need that and we're gonna step into it hard and the level of trust goes back and it's like okay Let's do this, yeah. right? Versus like, I'm not going to do it with someone that I've worked for three months, unless they're already at a level that, you know, is very, I have one client that just like from the very start, there was a lot of trust, like back and forth. So I can, it's like, I can push you. Um, 
but like I'm not gonna do it with a newbie, right? It's going to take it takes time to a learn your coach and b a lot of the a lot of people run at the first sign of resistance, right? Yeah. So I'll push you, and even in the slightest way, and and they're like, nope, that's not the answer that I was looking for, that I was hoping that you're going to say. So you're not a coach for me, and and that's okay. But at the same time, like that's your sign to also like if you've done that with other coaches right or other methods or like that's a scientist it's like almost that but right um, right like take a moment and look at if if that's really serving you right there right like what's happening that we're running from this it's like a trustful so i one of the and this is well known in contest prep the closer you get to the show the more <laughs> you need help <laughs> because <Right. laughs> like question things it's a it's really difficult mindset wise so you'll be like super lean and then you look in the mirror and be like I am completely unworthy of stepping on stage in four weeks like it's it just gets really difficult and so you're, you you want to make kind of like impulsive choices mm-hmm. because well I can just like I could do a lot more cardio or I can do whatever to like try to control and, the situation yeah and you just into a wall right like it's it's well known and so that's why coaches like you'll see even bodybuilding coaches that take clients through contest prep they have their own coaches because it's like you you need an external mm-hmm. source of guidance during that time regardless of your expertise mm-hmm. and I think that's a really good example of having that external guide when you are navigating discomfort even on a lifestyle right because there's going to be moments where you're like I'm good or I'll just make this adjustment to be a little bit more comfortable versus you can have that coach that you've built trust with and you can on them and be like okay I trust you like take me through this next step um as difficult as it will be you know right and then you can have the open conversation about the difficulty of that too like yeah you have again you trust your codes like hey this is to say that hey this is very uncomfortable for me and i say love that let's talk about it right right like i i have a i had a client that with a assignment um recently i sent it out and she was like this is scary as shit for me and i was like love that feedback let's look at this yeah yeah that's how you know you're growing and developing yeah love that ah so good such a good conversation i knew we're gonna have a beautiful chat about this so thank you for sharing your experience and i'm sure we're gonna come back to more prep because it's a different i mean it is prep it's a lot different so it's different so I'm, (laughs) i'm i'm like after the next show like just just we're gonna we're gonna continue morgan's journey through this podcast because i'm just a curious bunny too it, it offers so many opportunities to talk about all the topics that we talk about right yes so I like yeah not to be like let's just talk about me but like I, I think there are so many little nuggets in yeah. in the off-season well, practice that I'm going through that really are underlying on the lifestyle side of yeah and to level out, I'm going to suggest an idea for our next topic. And I want to talk about, because you have, you went through an intentional, very, very meticulously intentional weight gain. I want to talk about the intentional, but not intentional weight gain and my journey in how my body changed um, yeah. and gaining a lot of weight, basically, in the last like few years. And I think like it's same, but different, a lot different. Um, and like just the experience of the body change from that and how that's how how living with that has been let's put it that way it's that I mean there's many overlaps but it is quite different it'll be here the differences in in, um the mindset challenges that came up yeah so um beautiful love that thank you for sharing excited for you and (laughs) to just continue your journey so we're all we're all here, um, excited. And to anybody that, um, or before I say that, any parting thoughts? I don't think so. I don't know. I feel like now I need to pull one together. 
said you don't have to pull it together. We we said it all beautifully. There was a lot a lot about trust and it, I think and discomfort and I think that's just um like this the bulk of this journey is that the trust and the leaning in. Um that that happens a lot and and I think that's beautiful. If anybody has questions to to Morgan, you know where to find her. Um Yes, and if you have again, I'm gonna pitch it at every single episode. If you have any topics that you, your heart desires, to talk about, um, let either of us know, and we will bring it in here, and we will be happy to talk about it because we love topics. So, um, thank you for tuning in, and we will chat with you in our next episode.